The suspect in the Brooklyn subway shooting has been arrested. We've got more information on him. Texas drops off the first busload of illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C., and the CDC apparently wants to keep you masked up forever. They have just extended another mask mandate. Uh, it's not ever going to end if they have their way. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, we've got another jam-packed show today with a full table, which I always enjoy. We've got Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show, uh, author of Am I Crazy?, which everyone should buy, also America's Favorite Cowboy. It's the dumbed-down version of Dave Rubin's new book. <laughs> That's the way I'm describing my book, Am I Crazy? <laughs> So Dave Rubin's got Don't Burn This Country. I've got it crazy. And oh. mine's for the toilet. You're, Dave's is for really thinking. <laughs> you sit on a toilet and read my book. Anyway. Yaku Bullions is here. That's quite, that's quite a sell. That's quite a sell. Thank you, Everybody Chad. uses the toilet. Ch Chad's book is for good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> on the throne. Oh, my God. Yes. Higher thinking. Higher thoughts. Higher thoughts. Yeah. Yaku Bullions, which... It is his birthday today. So it is? Yeah. It is. Thanks, Mom. We're, we are actually, yeah, thanks, Mom. Uh, we're actually, I was very honored that you chose to come in and do this stupid show uh, on your birthday. I, I so, am, in fact, you. committed to this show. Yeah, you are. Because I love these people. Listen, you know what's fun about this today is I'm with two real men. You are. <laughs> Real I can, guys. It I feels can feel good. the testosterone. <laughs> Bring that toxic masculinity. On Monday show, I had to sit in here with you yeah, that was, and Lisa yeah. and Sidney. Yeah. Oof. And, and that that's was, more testosterone oof. than it was at this table. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women that's right there. not true there. at all. It's a lot of girls. Uh, Jason, also, uh, Blaze TV I, chief researcher. That's what I'm going to call you. Just Blaze TV chief researcher. Yeah. The and brains. Yes. Yeah. This is, he is the big brains behind uh, everything, basically, here. Um, I'll go with that. But yeah, but um, so it's interesting. As of the time of the taping yesterday, we obviously knew that there had been a shooter uh, that was on the loose, on the run, that had come into New York City subway station, threw a bunch of, you know, uh, put on a gas mask, gassed it up, and started shooting. And we didn't know much about him at the time. Now we have more information. This is Frank Robert James, who has since been arrested. He was arrested earlier today, so he is in custody. Uh, and I, I just I want to go into um, his horrifying background that we know about him. So he is a 62-year-old man who apparently is a black nationalist. And he not only is a black nationalist, he has a very long history of saying very disgusting, violent rhetoric. Um, he was, let's see, uh, let, let me go, let's go to this tweet. Let's go to this tweet that says, uh, oh, oh, black Jesus, Please kill all the whiteies. This is Andy No, who went through. He, Andy No is so great at the post-millennial at go, finding these suspects, going through, combing through their social media, finding them online, and seeing what they're really all about. Uh, oh, black Jesus, please kill all the whiteies. And this is a post that Frank James had made. Um, he posted a photograph of the Black Lives Matter shooter who killed five police officers in Dallas. He also posted a prayer asking for whites to die. One of his videos on his YouTube is titled, We Once <coughs> Were Kings. 
Um, so he did have a YouTube. He posted multiple videos on there, all of them very disturbing. Uh, but there was also a video posted online of him just walking around Brooklyn, just assaulting random Brooklyners and saying very uh, racist, offensive things to them. Let's watch that. You and your white ass too, you white mother, racist mother. They had to put that in there for good luck. I don't get, listen. Yeah, white racist mother, they do exist. They do exist. Look at me mother, and they hate your guts too. Slant out piece of shit. All that shit you know in Vietnam, they, they, they not your friend. They ain't your friend. You're something less than human to them. You better get that in your thick skull. Oh, I ain't not, I ain't not black. I this guy, see? Mother. Uh, yeah, it, it gets pretty, it gets a lot worse, actually. So on his YouTube, he also uh, posted a video about how mad he was at Katanji Brown Jackson for having a white husband. Here's some of that. I had no idea with that African name that she would be married to a white man. One of my subscribers brought that to my attention. Yeah. Our black sister, Supreme Court Justice, Power to the people is married to a <laughs> white. <coughs> I don't believe this. Oh God! Wait a minute. This, this is the mother. There he is. There he is. White man. Black sister. Kentante. Married to a white man. Um, I want to play one more clip, and I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen. As I'm as I'm watching these, as I watched them previously when these first surfaced, I thought to myself, you know, if this kind of content were on YouTube in the reverse, it were flipped, oh, and it was. I'm just saying, I I would be I would love to know if this channel was monetized at all. I would love to know that. Uh, but here is Frank James. Just in case you weren't clear, he just like really hates white people and doesn't think that black people should be associating with them. Watch. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. You want to make up some story about some Jesus and the Bible said dumb. They don't see it that way. They hate your fucking guts. And why do they hate your guts? Because they know that your rightful place is as a slave in this country. They know that. You're the only one that doesn't realize that. So this man apparently had been known to the FBI but was cleared from their watch list in 2019, probably because they were too busy, uh, you know, entrapping people to go kidnap Gretchen Whitmer instead of actually doing their damn jobs. But um, look, I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, but I guess the, the first thing that I want to hone in on is um, should we expect anything different when we have places like CNN, MSNBC, and all of these mainstream media outlets that are constantly telling us that white people are the worst people on earth? and constantly covering for people like this, uh, the driver in Wakesha, uh, all of these black nationalists who are doing these awful things, <coughs> perpetrating these awful crimes, should, should we expect anything different? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, 
So, Jakob and I off air were kind of talking about this. Uh, this goes way beyond the media. This also goes to public school systems. That's a great point. Jason. Preschool mm -hmm. all the way up through high school. Yep. If you have a white mm -hmm. child, they are told they are the enemy, they are the oppressors. Mm -hmm. And then if you have any other color under the sun, they are told that they are victimized. Um, you're, you're, we're growing this sentiment mm -hmm. all the way up from public education. Um, and if you look at the New York Times, you see how New York Times reported on this. Um, was that today or yesterday? What they said was that um, he had some very disturbing anti-black sentiment, including and especially black women. That's how they reported on this. No. And I was, I was looking at the videos and I was because like. He, because he criticized Ketanji Brown Jackson? Was that the black yeah, So they women? want to victimize yes. themselves even oh, further. Oh, yes. And any, any black people basically that are, are not giving in to what he's saying, which is you have to hate all the whiteies, you have to hate uh -huh. all the Asians and Latinos, which he called out in that video before. Like, th that's how they spun this narrative around. That's maddening. You got I mean, this is what this, and you mentioned the FBI. I mean, this is, this is the second black nationalist attack in less than a year, mm -hmm. the other one being the Christmas parade. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, and wasn't there a, what was it, a Louisville like mayoral candidate or something that, they, that there was a, a black nationalist who tried and just wasn't successful? Yeah. So there, that was another one that it's like, well, I mean, yeah, he wasn't successful, but he still tried. Yeah, the, the Covington kids scenario, I mean, that was egged on also by a group of those black nationals. The Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites were, were doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. they, and you're absolutely right. I mean, if there was a white supremacist group in D.C., none of them would be stupid enough to do what they do, but they, they wouldn't be doing it out in the open. It would get shut down immediately. Mm -hmm. You have these other groups that do these things, which have the potential to be very violent, but we're just turning a blind eye on it because, again, we're being... Not only conditioned, but we're being educated from preschool on up. Not, I mean, that basically water isn't wet. To, yeah. to think the exact opposite. It's just, I mean, I tell you what. I mean, I'm kind of you know promoting for our TV show next week. But if you're a parent, you have to have to. It's mandatory. You have to watch it. I mean, I I would pull my kids out of public school. Luckily, I only have two more years. I would pull them out of public school to get them away from this crap, from this indoctrination. Um, I can't really afford it. But um, I think the alternate is, is you have to have a parallel education system within your own home. That's, that is the, uh, that's the alternative if you cannot pull your kids out of public school. You have to teach them to question every single thing a teacher says. Every single thing, anybody says in authority, you have to question every single thing. If they tell you something is so, that, is, that doesn't mean it. That just means you have to, that's your cue to look it up for yourself and to figure out what you think about it. Yeah. It's, Yaku, you obviously come from South Africa. He's so African American. I feel like you, yeah, that he is, is African American. I am African American. I feel like you have some <laughs> valuable insight here. Yeah, look, this is, I got like flashbacks to my military, 1994, Nelson Mandela, true racism. Mm. He who calls out racism, he who talks about racism is in fact the one with a racist heart because they cannot depart from it. And it is the, the left in this country. That man is a racist. I'll say mm -hmm. it. That is a, that's what a racist looks like. That's what they do. When last did you see any of your neighbors do that? Uh, and you can't talk like that as a white man. This is absolute asinine. Yeah, could, could you we imagine are, if you told uh, your, your buddy, your white buddy, hey, you shouldn't be marrying that black woman? Sarah. I mean, it's like it's uh, the country I come from, you lost your life for things like yeah. this. Okay, you didn't. This is not even jail time. It was you losing your life for things like this. It's but we are programming kids. My wife lost a very dear friend because this friend <coughs> in front of my wife chose to tell her four-year-old son, "White people hate you." 
and this is what's happening in this country. And I'll say it, and this is not the blaze of you guys. I'm telling you, we are teaching racism to the black community to hate the white community. It's not happening in the white community. In school. In school. Gosh. Literally. Like, we're, we are paying okay. for it to be taught. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just tell up. you, people go, oh, right, there's racism in America. Yes, it's reverse racism. It's hate the white man. That's what's being taught in this country and being egged on by cowards like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, oh, and, and Barack Obama, your impersonation of him, right? That dude is running the White House, okay? They are racist because they teach it. Jeremiah Wright, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, these guys are racist to the core, okay? I would even go Whoopi Goldberg. They hate white people and they're the ones, it's like farting in a room. Somebody smells something? Yeah, you did it. <laughs> you did it because you called it out first right now you yeah. want to blame someone this is what they do I struggle with sorry to filibuster this Chad um, but I, I feel like I don't even know if they really are racist I know they sound like racist I, I know if it like quacks like a duck it's a duck but I almost think like it's a larger strategy to I mean just from the way they target kids like this wh whether it be radical gender stuff LGBT stuff sex ed stuff whether it's CRT I mean, it's almost like it's a policy of I'm doing this specifically to make children and so that they eventually become adults. You think, they just, yes. you think yes. they just don't stand that, a chance? No, but the people they're indoctrinating become racist. That's a racist right. individual. R the kid that's 14 today that believes white man's evil. He's looking through a racial oh, lens right, right. everything he's but, doing. But I think the people at the top are doing it yes. specifically for, it's, it's, it's societal warfare. So it's no longer yeah. class yeah, yeah, warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's that. a weapon yeah. of choice. Right. It's, right. The, it's yeah. to put a group of people and say, you're in this group, you're in this group, you're in this yeah. group. You're, in this. you're supposed to hate that group, you're supposed to hate that group, and you're supposed to hate that group. Mm -hmm. And put them all yeah, at, that's at each other's throats. Exactly. That's some suit. Chad, you have to follow Jason's passion and Yaku's farting joke. Go. <laughs> the smeller is the feller. Uh, and I'm not a joke guy. A bit dog always barks. <laughs> I've got all the southern colloquialisms. Uh, yeah, so people that watch my show hear me talk all the time about subverting the dominant paradigm. We've lobotomized ourselves when it comes to critical thinking. If you read the Babylon Bee's book, A Guide to Wokeism, um, they have a whole chapter in there about how the state wants to separate the child from the parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've heard me talk about many times uh, in 1917 when the Bolsheviks took over in Russia and they set up those orphanages all over the land, Russian landscape and they took the children out of the home and put them in the orphanages in order to indoctrinate them to be good communists and ultimately that became the recruiting center for the KGB. Mm. So your children became your, uh, your, your interrogators and your executioners. So this is not a lot different. They're using the school system which is built on the Dewey and Mann system of humanistic man is God, you know, we elevate man to the, to the pinnacle, put him on the throne. It's built on that philosophy. It turns out socialists and Marxists. So we know that it doesn't jive with the Constitution of the United States of America. We know that that's not the education. Kids are coming out ignorant. You know, there's a 69% um, 60, 69% of the kids graduating in Baltimore, which I know Baltimore is Baltimore. That's a rough example. Mm. But they're illiterate. They can't read past That's kindergarten right. level. Um, so we, we know that this is a failed system. And anybody, again, watches my show, we know that this is not about equality. This is not about inclusion. This is not about acceptance. This is not about racial equity. This is about control. Yeah. So when you subvert the dominant paradigm, what you do is you lobotomize everybody so they can't think critically. Then you step into society and the culture. You start to indoctrinate through the curriculum and 
I don't care if it's uh, CRT or SEL or mental behavioral health, whatever they're calling it these days, but they're going to keep sliding this thing in there. We have not, we don't have the, the, the capacity to think through these things. We just take it ad hoc. We just accept it. We, we just swallow it up because why would they really try to poison our minds? They want to subvert the dominant paradigm. So if I'm a white heterosexual Christian conservative male, then I'm public enemy number one. Yeah. They've got to subvert me because I check all those boxes. Therefore, you wind up with guys like this. And it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a brainwashed cult. The black nationalists, you name it, BLM, all of it. It's a brainwashed cult. These people buy into it. And there's a violent end to it, as we've seen. But, let me let me yeah. let me do this. I want to continue this conversation because mm. I think that it's it's a good one. Let me let's go ahead and take a break and then let's come back to this. I want to thank our sponsor ExpressVPN. So look, if you are watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN, you may as well be paying for a gym membership but only using the treadmill. You may be asking, what do I mean by that? Well, with ExpressVPN, you can change your online location so that Netflix thinks that you're somewhere else, which is very handy because they have almost a hundred different server locations and you gain access to thousands of new shows. Uh, believe it or not not this actually works and it works for other streaming services that you may not know about as well like YouTube BBC iPlayer and more there are a lot of VPNs out there but with ExpressVPN you get super fast HD streaming speeds it's compatible with any device you have phone laptop whatever it is and uh, ExpressVPN encrypts your data so that you can browse the web securely without worrying about someone looking over your shoulder or taking advantage and profiting off of your data uh, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting an access to a fraction of their content you got to get your money's worth and you can do that with expressvpn.com slash why that is expressvpn.com slash why you will get an extra three months of expressvpn for free if you go to expressvpn.com slash why. I want to get back to uh, this conversation that we are having about uh, black nationalism and just the rise of racism, but not the racism that the mainstream media and the schools and everything else are claiming that there is. Yaku, I didn't want, I didn't mean to interrupt no, I, you. I just want to, no, and it is a little history lesson here about South Africa because we became the litmus test for the world. We became the, you know, the apartheid nation, but it was really American students on college campuses that made that happen. The sanctions came from American students. They started indoctrinating American students said the white man in South Africa is evil. They hate black people. They hate black people. They hate black people. These kids had never traveled to Africa. They never speak, spoken to a South African and started protesting on American college campuses. And all of a sudden, the world sanctioned white South Africans. To this day, we don't have free trade agreement. One of the most difficult visas to get to the U.S. is for a South African. It's still very broken, which is why. And then it swings, of course, and the black government takes over. And now they've trained everybody white man's bad, and now they are worse off than ever before in history. Poverty is, is through the roof, 52% unemployment, the country's falling apart, and now you've got local people going, I remember the days my grandpa had a job, mm -hmm. but the white man ruled, right? Now, how mm -hmm. is it now black man's been ruling for 27 years? If you're 27 today, you'd have not seen white power in South Africa. There's two members of Congress that's white. You're talking about unbalanced, right? It's complete. And so I want to warn America and go, when you teach, because racism is taught, I saw it. It wasn't in my cult. I saw it. You have to teach it. You put four four-year-olds in a room of different race and ethnicity, right. they're going to play together. Yeah, right. Someone has to tell them, hey, it's not your kind. Mm -hmm. You've got to program it. It is literally MK Ultra, Mind Jedi tricks as your show is going to show and parents should watch it. And I just want to say that I saw it taught. And then it gets violent. 
it gets violent. Lives are lost. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, it gets, the, it's, it's serious. That's one of the saddest things as a parent as well, is noticing how your kids are when they're young and then all of a sudden when they enter school. And it, it's, and I don't think it's not necessarily, even in the beginning, like, like you said, you see them in kindergarten and they're all playing together. And all of a sudden, at some point, there's this break. And you know exactly what it is. It's parents that have taught their kids a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this age, I feel, like, I feel like my kids at this generation, at this age, were in the perfect spot to where they didn't even know. They, won't, they wouldn't even know the difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. But because society, and, the, and it's, again, instilled and ingrained from the government on down, keeps pushing this. It, you know, it's it a, it, that, that is fascinating because um, I noticed that my son, when he was in <clears> first grade, they learn about Martin Luther King Day and why Martin Luther King was so important, which it's like you want your kids to be learning that, but I'm just not sure at what age it's age appropriate because he didn't, skin color didn't even cross his mind until they had that lesson. Yeah, so I, I'm about to have next next month, I'll have my second college graduate, my second daughter be co- college graduate. They went in with a good mindset. They're coming out with a good mindset because I told them I beat your ass. All right. <laughs> we're not going to fund bad ideology. We're not going to tolerate it. not going to put up with mm-hmm. it. You hear something that kind of challenges you and you want to accept it because that becomes the norm in the environment you're in. Let's talk about these things. Let me help you process it. So, so we taught them to be critical thinkers and, and they're coming out with a good mindset. But it's a hard thing to do because you're thrust into an environment that the perception is not the reality. So we, we revealed a thing. We had a long list of things of if you poll people what their perceptions of reality in America are versus the reality. They said that 20% of Americans are trans. That's less than 1%. Mm. You know, uh, they said that only 60% of people in America have a, have a driver's license or an ID. It's actually like 84%. So the perception of the reality is never the same. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you go in there and you make this perception that white people hate black people. And vice versa. And that's supposed to be the norm because that's just what happens. That's historically, you know, people have always enslaved people. When the reality is you live in the least racist country in the world. Absolutely. In the United States of America. And it's like you just can't live with this chock full of goodness United States. You've got to F it up as much as you can in order for it to fit your woke ideology. Those statistics you're talking about, and there was that story I think last week or a couple weeks ago where there was this elementary school teacher, if you guys, I don't know if you guys heard this, but she was saying that like 22 out of 30 of her students identified as yeah. kind of yes. LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? An elementary school? And, and the I, reason, so, and, and I talked about this on Monday, <laughs> and I don't want to beat the dead horse, but this is, it plays into all of these things. When, when we start normalizing certain ideologies, when you start talking about the trans community, that was a subcategory of a subcategory. Now they're saying, oh, all these people, all these kids, you know, they, whatever they're imagining or going through in their head, we got to en- enable all of this stuff. We're talking about it, talking about it. Well, I just believe that what you look at and long for, you become like. Yeah. So if you keep showing it, you keep showing it, you will. I mean, if I keep telling you, hey, those shoes, those ugly shoes, everybody's wearing, you got to get them. People are going to start believing I got to have those shoes. To your point. Because we're sheep. Yeah. As a a heart, as people. To to your point, um, Jason, I think I recall reading that that particular, uh, the teacher who said all these kids identified as trans or whatever. (laughs) Um, that they had had a drag queen story time hour the week previous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like, oh, well, you're planting the seed there. And of course, the next week oh. when they take this poll, of course, that that's what they're going to say. I keep alluding right. to my show because I want you to watch it. But tomorrow <laughs> night, <laughs> to 
tomorrow night. You know, all these people keep saying, oh, no, that's not happening. People keep thinking I'm anti-teacher. I'm not anti-teacher. I'm actually protecting the educator that's being victimized as much as the student is by a very horrible, faulty system. Uh, You don't even know you're being victimized to that degree. Uh, But we're going to expose all of the different things that are going on around the country where teachers are actually doing all of these things to these kids. Uh, it, and this, it's the same thing when it applies to racism, same thing when it applies to sexuality, when it applies to your social and emotional learning, your sense of identity, your mental health, all of these behavior things. And I'm at a point now where it's like these teachers are like, well, my kids, they're not your kids. They are yes. not your kids. Mm-hmm. Stop referring to them as my kids. I understand your little sense of affection. Don't do it anymore. We, I'm sorry. You, you, you know what? You want police to police policemen? Teachers need to police teachers. Okay? Mm-hmm. You want politicians to be better? Then we need politicians that will police politicians. Absolutely. So get in there and do the right thing. Stop buying into this whole system of culture that's out there that at the end of the day has become so toxic it's going to get to a point. I was in the Philippines years ago. I was walking through a fruit market and there was a sign there. It was written in another language. I asked my interpreter, I said, what does that say? He said, it says, uh, today's spot is tomorrow's rot. It was written for the workers in the fruit market. They said, and it was to remind them to look for spots on the fruit and throw it out because today's spot is tomorrow's rot. So we have a lot of spots going on in the American educational system right now and this culture at large. That spot is going to be rot in our culture tomorrow. It's going to take over. Some of it is rot today because it was spot, you know, four years ago. You know, a lot of us, we we laughed when a lot of these, like, uh, students were like racking up these huge, you know, debts for student loans, and they were getting the stupid, jo- you know, degrees like gender studies and, mm-hmm. you know, sociology. There was like eighty million sociologists coming majors, out, yeah. and like, yeah. where, where are they going to get these jobs? They went to school. They went to preschools, got, became teachers, mm-hmm. kindergartners, mm-hmm. grade schools. They uh, then went on to school boards. Um, they, then from school boards, they went on to teachers unions. Now they're directing this, and you're exactly yeah. right. It's not every single. Oh, they're teacher. superintendents now. Right. No, they, they just make right. policy. But to that point, there's this little thing that everybody wants to skim over, and it's called peer pressure. And when you apply peer pressure by choice, it's like taking a kid into it. I always joke and say, do not take your wife to a car dealership and give her five different colors of cars to choose from. You're leaving without a car that day. (laughs) All right. It's not happening. That's just a joke. Or without a spouse. (laughs) It's it's true. But when you lay out the Skittles of genders to a four or five year old, right? Here's the Skittle store of genders. And all of a sudden, peer pressure comes in. (laughs) They're going to move. Because it is, it is literally talk about herd immunity. Now it's called human behavioral science, and it showed us over time they know how to take peer pressure and apply just the amount of pressure. And so little Johnny is going to now all of a sudden say, "Sure, I'll try that," because everybody's kind of feels like everybody's, or they're told, "Well, everybody's going there." Are you sure? All you need to do with a child is plant a seed, and it could be a good seed or a seed that's a spot. It's going to rot. And if you plant that seed and you water that sucker, it will grow. Everything you plant will grow in a child. So if you plant, are you sure you're a boy? It's all you need to ask, which, by the way, is what a pedophile does online. Mm. Just asks a question. Yeah. Right. Uh, All right. We've got to let's let's go ahead and take a break. Um, First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So I don't think I need to tell you there's a lot of global instability right now. We've got Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Of course, Russia has these crippling sanctions. And these are showing to have a massive ripple effect across the world, including here in the United States. And by the way, it's not just at the gas pump. Uh, You know this because you go to the grocery store and you look at your food bill and you're like, how am I spending? 
spending this much more than I was spending last year. And of course, President Biden told us we are going to have food shortages. Inflation's not going away. It's just growing. And as the dollar becomes worth less every day, you got to transition some of your nest egg to something of worth with gold and silver. And that is from Birch Gold. Birch Gold can help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered account in gold and silver. And the longer you wait, the more money you put at risk. And that is your money that you have earned don't do that. They've got thousands of satisfied customers. They've got an A-plus rating with the BBB, and they can help you protect your savings. Uh, you tell you what, text the word Y to 989898. This is going to be a free info kit that they're going to send you. There's no obligation, um, so there's no reason not to do it. Protect your savings. Text the word Y to 989898. A bus from Texas arrived in Washington, D.C. just this morning, <coughs> transporting dozens of illegal immigrants as part of Greg Abbott's new plan to, of course, counter federal immigration policies during an ongoing, ongoing border crisis. I do want to make clear these are illegal immigrants who have volunteered to ride the bus. Uh, I think that there was some PR, like, uh, marketing strategies involved that made it sound like they were literally just rounding up illegal immigrants and forcing them on the bus, which, quite frankly, I would like to see. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's not what they're doing. These people know that they are getting on a bus to go to Washington, D.C. Uh, and look, it's not Greg Abbott is not making this up. I got a lot of things I could say about Greg Abbott if we want. Let me do to, it. If we want to go there, well, well, go, well, I want you to do it. I'm, let me go to you, but I want to. <laughs> the cowboy has a quick pull, a quick trigger. I, I, actually, no. You know what? I am going to go, cowboy. First. I don't need to hear from from. So, I, first of all, I'll eat my words. I said, "You let me know when a bus leaves Texas on its way to Washington D.C." Obviously, he sent one up there. Yeah. But you know, he was, on, he was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So I'll eat the words. A bus left Texas, apparently, and went to Washington, D.C. I think there's some nefarious campaign motives that are there. It's a stunt. Yes, I'll vote for Greg Abbott over Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis, whatever You mean the man who let his staffer assault me? I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, So because it's the only alternative. <laughs> At least I can make Greg Abbott say the right things and maybe sometimes do the right mm -hmm. things. Okay, sending a busload of illegals to Washington, D.C. is not the right thing. That is not a true... Uh, way to deal with our border crisis. Plus, why are you going to push illegals deeper into the interior of our country at taxpayer dollars? I, that doesn't make any yeah, sense to me. Why, why are you pushing them further in there? But I will eat my words. He sent one out. But I think this is one of those ploys, like when he was on Tucker Carlson during the campaign of the primary, saying, look, we're building a wall. You hadn't no. heard anything. He put no. a couple of panels up. You had, <laughs> Texas isn't building the wall. They put a couple of panels up. So Bar he sent one or two buses. There it is. The feds will get involved, and that'll be the end of that. We still don't have a solution for what's going on at the southern border, and it's an untenable thing, especially when Title 42 gets dropped by the Biden administration. I'll say this. I don't think we make it to May 23rd for Title 42. They're amassing. I'll be back at the border a week from now. We just had someone with new tactical gear, uh, seismic infrared equipment to detect tunnels. They're rejecting them. They don't want to solve this crisis. Nope. I'm telling you right now. They don't want to. I stood there. When I heard the busting, I was like, yeah, this is exactly like the shipping containers he laid down for 350 yards and said, I build a wall and I'm walking around the containers <laughs> and we're literally watching kids funnel across the river when they drop. This is one thing nobody discussed. They lowered the height of the river every right. single night. That's right. People don't know this. They make, they make that river ankle deep. That's right. On purpose. Every single night they lower it. You walk across. And here's the shipping containers. And he's standing in front of the shipping container. Look, I'm building a wall. Barbed wire. 
barbed wire. I mean, come on, man. In, in Africa, they jump electrical fencing. You have to have a policy that you're not welcome here unless you come legally. Even the Trump wall, and this is controversial, but you can build the Trump wall. If there's not a policy backing that wall up, they will scale that wall. Yeah. Right. A wall doesn't make you, we need the wall, don't get me wrong, but the wall by itself, it's a policy of you enter this great nation legally or you go back. Mm -hmm. When I stood with a DPS trooper on the border and I said, son, and he looked at me funny and I said, you could be my son. So I'm gonna call you son. How old are you? 21, sir. I'm like, I'm 46 today. You could be my son. So <laughs> son, what are you doing here? And the verbatim, I had 14 of them on camera saying this. We are here to assist the migrants, sir. And I go, that's not why you signed up to defend this country. We are here to assist the migrants. So when they tell you we're hiring $4 billion, we're hiring all these DPS troopers, yes, more of the same, to say, welcome. Welcome illegal, welcome fentanyl trafficker. Welcome human trafficker. So no, nor is it effective to back the trucks up forever. Now American companies suffer. They can't get their goods in. You can't eat berries because 70% of it comes from Mexico. I agree. That's not effective. Because most of the illegal immigration I saw with these two eyes come across private property. That's exactly right. So to, so to your point, Yaku, I, I think I want to play this clip of a, a Border Patrol agent who was talking to Fox News. This is someone who is there, a Border Patrol agent, who is saying this is getting worse every day and we are letting in really bad people watch right through here so just everything everything drug traffickers everything human trafficking what is your worst fear the folks uh, people coming in that we don't know we have no idea who they are there's we get prisoners that you know folks that just got out of prison sex offenders murderers and uh we have no idea how many bad folks are coming in how bad do you think this is going to get? Do you, Title 42 is expected to be gone. I mean, even if it doesn't go away, I mean, it's not, it's keeping very few people in Mexico. I mean, do you expect this to get worse? I do, for sure. It's going to get worse. It's getting worse every day. It's, it's getting worse. But at least you uh, didn't have a, uh, a, a man who tweets mean things in office. Well, you can go back to the dude, the, the black nationalists and stuff he tweeted. I mean, the fact that Andy Noe could go get that stuff off of Twitter, and it was still there. Yeah. I mean, it's, so my, my opinion on this, it's, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of AOC just going down to the border and getting a photo op. It's, it's just it's just stumped. And at first when I heard about it, I was like, oh, great. And then uh, we started looking into it and it said volunteers. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, so what? really, what is the point? It's just a political stunt is all it is. And that's the problem with the GOP, really, in general, with a lot of the stuff that they do. They're not willing to go to the mattresses on anything that they have conviction on. I mean, I don't even, I can't even tell if they really have conviction on it. But, I mean... Hey, I mean, you, you bring up a very good point about why would you want to bring them into the uh, further into the interior? Um, but I also just think it would be hilarious if you had 5,000 buses all <laughs> yeah. going towards Washington, D.C., and they're all being put right there in front of the Capitol. I, or if you'd get yeah. 5,000 buses to some of these ridiculous, li you know, liberal Hollywood. I, actually, I don't even think the actors in Hollywood are liberal. They're just doing whatever they think might be popular. Um, but I think that they're just if you drop them off in Bel Air, drop them off in Beverly Hills. And see what happens. Yeah. Just see what happens. I mean, they would change. I mean, that is the reality that Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, that's our reality every single day. Yeah. I think it's six months. So it's we're only halfway into the fiscal year. In six months, they had over a million encounters at the border. 
It's an insane record. Six months. So we still have another six months. I mean, they're on track to burst over two million, and that's before they lifted the COVID, uh, you know, restrictions. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, what they're hearing is it's game on. If you want to come to the United States, it's game on. Nothing's going to happen to you. You can just come here. And it's not only unsustainable from what that Border Patrol agent was talking about with murderers and, you know, drug traffickers and human traffickers, but it's also, it's not sustainable for the type of society and the, and the system that the left is building. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, in welfare state on steroids, how are we going to just make an open border policy? Yeah, you can't have both. You can't have both. And the left used to know that. Yeah, yeah. Bernie and Sanders used to say that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> well, Milton Friedman said that. You can't have an open border and a welfare state. Yeah. You can't have both. They're, they're going to implode. Um, but I, and I used to tongue-in-cheek say on while I was campaigning, I say, you know, the, you already got buses that are leaving out of Del Rio and out of Eagle Pass and all that you know, taking them into the interior of the United States. I said, why don't we just have the Texas Rangers just escort them right onto Washington, D.C. on a two-day trip and put them all out right there. You're right, like I have 5,000 buses. Take them to these places, these, these liberal sanctuary states or cities. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. But, but it's not, that's not a long-term effective plan. Now, yeah, yeah we could say, see, we told you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a study that just came out about the, the effectiveness and the wellness and, the, and the, just how we survived this COVID the last two years and the shutdowns and the mandates and all that kind of stuff, and they ranked the states. The ones you would expect, New Jersey, New York, California, they got an F. There were, there were 18 states that got an A. Um, 16 of those were Republican-led, which ought to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Texas got a C. Texas got a C in all of this ranking. So we talk about that on my show as well. Uh, we will tomorrow night. So, so the point, Which is on right yeah, after this program. It is. Um, but, the, but the point being is we've got to come up with real solutions, yeah. stuff that we can go to the mattresses over and say, this is a conviction. This is what we're going to do. We're going to hold our feet. We're going to keep, you know, hold feet to the fire and, the, and we're going to keep this bedrock. Yeah. We're, we're going to die on this hill. Yeah. We're losing our country. Uh, all right. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Yaku, I'm going to go back to you to uh, to finish up this conversation about what's going on at the board. Yeah, I just want to real quick stand with Chad. And we know Chad ran for the governor of Texas, and I and I wish that was so. But it's not. This is a little packet, and I'll, I'll keep the name out of it. I want people to see, you know this, this little packet of sweetener. I want people to understand what's happening on our border. This packet of sweetener, if this was carfentanil, this will kill 2,000 people. This packet. Okay, this packet, this is what's flowing. 3,500 pounds seized last month alone of carfentanil in Texas because of this governor's open border policy. This fentanyl doesn't just stay. Do you know the number one county right now where people are dying? 300 people a day die in America from carfentanil. Guess what the number one county is? Collin County. North First, Dallas that's, for those. North yeah, that's, Dallas. That's this is not just on the border. So it's not... That, this is what I'm talking, 3,500 pounds when this packet kills 2,000 people? We could kill all of America with the amount of carfentanil. And who makes carfentanil? China. China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and Abbott knows it. And now all of a sudden we go further. Carfentanil doesn't come in in powder. No, it comes in now in a knockoff oxycotton, hydrocodone. It comes in knockoff prescription pills that your sons and daughters are getting from their bodies, Adderall. It's an Adderall, not in the original Adderall, but in knockoffs. This is the severity of an open border. And this is the point I want to make, and I'll close. Americans have abandoned to frown upon illegal immigration. We should stop even talking about illegal immigration. 
Okay, because they don't care. We should talk about death. Americans are dying because we have an open border. They're being raped. They're being mugged in Dallas, Texas. And they die because China is going, open invitation. Get this crap in. Kill all the Americans. Kill as many Americans as you want. So I don't want to talk illegal immigration anymore. I'm going to talk about killing. They're killing Americans. Well, okay. so to your point, the more Americans they kill, perhaps more Americans will wake up because they will be personally affected by it. I guess. I mean, it's not the way you want them to learn, but like. No, just go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, that's assuming the left cares how many Americans die because I really don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think. No, I don't think they give a crap. I'm saying if you're a mom and you have this happen to your child and you learn about it and where it's coming from, you're pissed, right? Like, I'm just saying, if, you ha- if you're personally affected by it, yeah. you have a friend, you have a family member who dies, maybe. But, but do you not see that. the blind eye hypocrisy in all of this stuff? We just spent two years quarantined, putting our kids behind plexiglass, putting them in masks, the, the, again, trying to be safe, trying to save grandma and all this stuff. But yet, you're going to let enough fentanyl come across the border in the last year it's enough to kill 2.8 billion people. That's yes. a third of the global population. Yes. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna let that come across. You don't care about living and dying. That's not. You would shut the border down. But you're right, and it's a genius point. We got to start talking about death because apparently living and dying—that's all anybody cares about anymore. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lady yesterday, and yeah, I went to give blood, and, and this lady was in there. She didn't have a mask, and they were mandating masks. I was like, "You don't can't put a mask on me. I'm here to give blood." And so anyway, <laughs> this lady was holding a Kleenex up over her nose, a Kleenex, <laughs> and then she took it and shoved it under her sunglasses. That because she had to fill out a form. That didn't work, so she took it, ripped it in half, and made little nostril missiles and oh shoved them up God. her nose like this. She was doing her form with the with the tissue breathing out of her mouth with the tissue shoved up her nose. I've always had this sneaking suspicion that people are stupid, but I'm reasonably convinced at this point that the majority of the world is just dumb. Just dumb. I was laughing until I was crying. So to your point, Chad, I I want to make sure to get this in because I I talked about it at the beginning of the show. The CDC is uh, extending that mask requirement for airplanes and other forms of public transport for an additional two weeks. They were supposed to, uh, it was supposed to expire April 18th. But there's a rise in super serious cases, and so they have to extend it yet again. And the UK dropped it when uh, supposedly they had a higher rise of COVID cases, mm-hmm. which it wasn't a lot, I don't think. Well, it's I like, mean, a bit, I mean, good <laughs> gracious, the, it, the cases, the cases, the cases, that's all they're talking about. Yeah. Look at mm-hmm. hospitalizations, look at deaths. Why are we still talking about the cases at this point? It's absurd. Uh, all right, well, uh, you know what, we covered that, that's fine. You got it, the CDC uh, is extending this transportation mask mandate, basically forever, unless we finally all stand up and say enough is enough. All right, we gotta take a break, we'll be back. But it's only two weeks to slow. It's just two, well, two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, Hey, I want to give everyone a heads up. Those of you who have been with us from the beginning, especially, I don't know if you can believe this. I couldn't. It made me feel super old, but we actually have our thousandth episode on Monday. A thousand. You people watch a thousand episodes with us? (laughs) That's crazy. That's insane. So we've got some fun stuff planned. Uh, These gentlemen here. I hope you're all going to be here. You're all invited. Um, And if you don't come, I will hold it against you forever. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought her up. 
This is biscuit. Nobody, nobody ever knows that biscuits. Biscuit. Nobody she's ever knows so, that biscuits. She's so around. sleepy. She's about to fall no, over. No, no, no. Oh, How old is biscuit? My gosh. Biscuit's about nine weeks old. I gave her a, a gender neutral name, biscuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I won't let her decide. You know, because as the teachers are telling the kindergartners that the doctors guess yeah. what they're going to be, and then there sometimes they're wrong. So how but many barks? Biscuits, is, biscuits, how many barks is male, and how many barks is female? It, well, biscuits has a cheeseburger. Oh, okay. That's, that's how you do it. Chad, biscuit has a cheeseburger. This is a great. This is so. This is a great time for me to uh, just say again. Happy birthday to Yaku! 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 Happy birthday! I know there was already a cake involved in your day, but yes. we have to do a cake, which I just saw was what? lit. And no just, way! Oh, and, oh, I thought it just uh, blew out. See the love that's in this building? So this is why we, it's the greatest show on television. Can, can we, is it, did you do what we talked about, Matt? Yeah. So if you'll notice, your name is spelled completely wrong because that's the way everyone else spells it. <laughs> Jocko. <laughs> hey, th- hey, I'm not just African-American. I'm all kinds of race and everything. Yeah. I'm Yahoo, Yoko, Joko, Jaco. You were Hako. Jacko. I'm, I, I was, was, I, I was really show. Michael Jackson at one point. <laughs> I'm Hako. I'm Taco. We, yeah. we love you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, we appreciate you sharing your birthday with us. So. Here's, here's my wish. Here's my wish. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.